0: guys I'm Jess and I'm Heidi and we're here to help you make your business a better beauty business what's the first thing that we want to talk about well, I think the first thing we should probably do is introduce ourselves to our listeners. We get to talk about ourselves? Oh, I know. That's awesome. I know. We never get to talk about ourselves. <laughs> Just all day. All day. <laughs> okay. Yes, all day. Yeah, all day. You're right. You want to go first? No, I think you should go first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, my name's Heidi Maxwell. I'm married. I have three children. I have a 17-year-old and a boy and girl twin who are 11. I have been um, doing nails and owned my own business for 15 years, and I really have a passion for it. I absolutely love, love what I do, which is why I've done it for 15 years, Um, and I think it's very important that um, people learn how to start out in this business, or even if it's something that they want to get themselves into, because I think people think it's um, a lot easier than it actually is. This is a hard industry to get into. And people just think like, oh, whatever, I'll just do hair, or I'll just paint nails. And that's not really how it works. So I, you know, like, I love what I'm doing. And I want people, I want to share that with other people and, and help them love what they do.
0: Perfect. And I'm Jess, and I am an esthetician. Oh, I've been doing it for 15 years, too. Heidi and I actually met in cosmetology school. And I have actually been doing body waxing as an esthetician for 15 years. I have one daughter. She's 10. Yeah? Yeah, she's 10. 10. (laughs) And um, I have found that in my industry, there's not very many of us. People think I'm gonna do waxing because it's quick money, it's easy, and I'll just kind of do that and everyone will just come to me. Everyone doesn't get naked for everybody. You have to have the right personality. You have to have the right technique. And it takes a while. You can't just get out of beauty school and say, hey, hey, I offer waxing. And people are like, you know what? I would really love you to rip hair out of my body because you've been doing it for 12 minutes. Right. It just takes so much more and more education and more confidence, which I don't believe you have right away. So I really want to help you build the business part also, but also understand that the education and It's key. It is key, and your personality Mm -hmm. is key in the whole industry. So I think together we're going to talk to you guys about how to build your business from everything from how to pick a school, how to do school, how to actually go to school, what to do when you graduate, because this is the only industry that you get out of school, and they don't just give you an apprenticeship. All of a sudden you are now either a business or working for someone so how do we do that?
1: Right. It's a trade school, but we're not we're not apprenticed. And, it, and de- that also depends on the states that you're in. Right. But in the state of Wyoming, there are no apprenticeships. You cannot be licensed through an apprenticeship. So um, you have to be, you know, kind of, you have to be a self-starter. You really have to be wanting to do this and Absolutely. being willing to struggle to do it.
0: Well, and you have to be willing to work as a team. You have to, you don't have to have a team as your business, but you do have to understand that you do need more education, that you are going to have to find companies that you want to work with their product and work with their team. And like Heidi and I found each other in beauty school and became fast friends. And though we're not, we don't even do close to the same thing. And we don't even share an actual business. We consider ourselves business partners because we do share a space and we have each other to bounce ideas off of Mm -hmm. because it is very important to have, to not be in this alone.
1: Exactly. Well, and, and it's not, you know, like it's not a secret. I, you know, I actually get really tired of people like, oh, well, I can't tell you what I do because, you know, it's like I'm... In MI5 or whatever. Like, you're not James Bond.
0: Right. It's not,
1: this isn't the spy business. You're in the beauty business. Well, and, and you should be able to share with other people um, how you do your job.
0: Well, and it's funny because in school they do tell you you need to educate your client. That is your job is yes. to educate your client. Yet they Most also. don't. No, they don't. And But then a lot of times it's, well, you and I are competition, so we can't share any of that. So, why can't I share information with you, but I can share it with my client? Exactly. It makes no sense. My client's not going to do it. Right. It makes no sense. I can practice for 15 years and be really good at what I do, and I can teach you everything I know, but you're not going to get there until you put in the work.
1: Well, and, and it, you know, like with mine, like I can show you my exact technique and everything that I do to build a nail or paint a nail, and the nails that you turn out are not going to look anything like the nails that I come out with. It's just not you, everyone has their own personal style and it shows through your work. We are artists, not, you know, we're not fixing toilets or putting in electrical, we're artists. And so your the way you do your art shows through and it doesn't matter who taught you or how, or how many people you teach, no one's stealing you. Right.
0: Right. Well, and with what I do, there's not a lot of art to it. There is a lot of technique to it, but what it really comes down to is how you make that client feel in that super vulnerable position because they're not coming in getting a nice massage or a facial. They're coming in to have hair ripped out of their body and a lot of times they're naked or they're showing body parts that they are very uncomfortable showing to anybody else and you have to make them know that you're not judging them and put them at ease because what you're doing isn't a very calming service. Exactly. Exactly. So. And I think, in,
1: you know, like you, like you talked about having a good personality. You have to. You have to have a good personality. People don't want to sit. Like I have to sit and talk to somebody for an hour. Right. You know, like 30 minutes at the least, but almost always an hour. Right. And so if I'm sitting there with someone for an hour and I'm like grumpy and just ate a shit sandwich.
0: Right, no one wants to come yeah, to you. Yeah, like people are like, ugh. You could be the most amazing nail tech in the world, but if you don't, no, if you're super rude to them, you don't talk to people. Well, even if they your only, energy's bad, yeah, like if you they just don't want anything to do like, with you,
1: ugh. and right. you can't vomit your entire horrible life story to all of your clients, people don't want to do that. They don't want to hear about your money problems.
0: Well, the problem I think that that comes or where that comes from is the beauty industry has only been a professional industry probably for a few decades. It's been an industry that generally, you know, 50 years ago, you went into if you were too dumb to finish high school or you got pregnant. Or, you know, or you just needed a little extra cash, so you went and did hair. But it wasn't something you probably went to school for. You probably did just kind of learn from the lady next door, and you did it, and you went to work for her. You didn't make a ton of money. It wasn't a very prestigious job. It's only recently that it's become a profession, and so sadly, a lot of people don't treat it as such in the industry and out of the industry.
1: Yeah, I think the only place it was ever looked at as a profession or as a profession was um, like in LA, Hollywood. Right. Those places, they're like, oh yes, you're a professional because you're doing this for a movie.
0: Right. So you were employed by the movie. Industry. Industry. So you were a movie makeup artist or a movie hairstylist or a movie wig person. But if you are just doing hair, you're... Right. Uh, like if you're you're in, just, oh, you're just my hair girl. Right. If you're in Podunk, wherever, Right.
1: it's not, you know, it's not the same. Like, no. you're not doing a famous person's hair, so nobody cares about you.
0: Nope. And you shouldn't charge that much. You shouldn't charge what you're worth and what your education is because... You, yep. It only takes you 30 minutes. Right, you just do hair. Yeah, you just do hair. You just do nails. Mm-hmm. No big deal. But the problem is half of the people in our industry treat it as such also. They come to work sloppy. They come to work and are rude. They change appointments all the time because it's they can, not for any other reason. They, make, they gossip the whole time. So they have let that stereotype live on. Yeah. Where if we don't change that... Our industry, it's not looking good. There's going to be a lot – there's going to be a smaller percentage of successful people. Yes. And most of those will be retiring in the next 15 to 20 years because you can't physically do this for 60 years. No. And you will retire, and we will have no one to come after us. Exactly.
1: And I mean – I and I, I'm actually kind of tired of people thinking – well you live in a tiny town so who cares what you do. Right. Well, you should. Right. Oh, you yourself should care what you're doing. If
0: well, you don't exactly proud of what you're doing,
1: why are you doing it?
0: Exactly. Or I live in a small town, education's too far away. I don't want to or It's expensive. It's it costs expensive. money. I have to
1: fly there. Right.
0: And why would you not want to educate yourself more? And granted this day and age with a lot of the webinars and stuff online, yeah. Through professional um, sites, mm-hmm. like, you can get better education. Right. I mean, But Instagram not saying... is not, no. and YouTube are not your professional education sites. No, but we, and we're not saying you can't learn from people on Instagram. <laughs> oh, no, no.
1: And learn from but people you on you need YouTube,
0: to but... go learn from pro- professionals who are in a standing that you may want to be in someday. Exactly.
1: Because you don't even know if the person who's showing you how to do something on YouTube is licensed.
0: Or is doing everything the way that you are supposed to be doing it in your state.
1: Right, like through cleanliness yeah. or, or any of that kind of stuff. Right. You know, like you can have people who decided they just want to have a YouTube channel and they have no idea what they're actually doing. right. I mean, you can be a good artist and do things and not do them right.
0: Well, and the other thing is, you're being on YouTube or being an Instagram influencer, how long-lived is that career going to be for the most part? Not very. Not very long. But if you get into doing hair and you're amazing at it, you can make a million dollars a year And do it for the next thirty years, right? You know, it's all about what you put into your education. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: and what you put it what what you put in is what you get out.
0: Exactly. Same with that's everything. 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 Everything in your life. Yep.
1: So you know, like if you work hard on your business and you are doing the things that you're supposed to be doing and you have clients that love you, you will continue to get clients that love you. Right. You will continue to grow and have a better business because in the beauty business, people um, get most of their
0: clients through referral. It's all reputation. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I know in my industry with waxing, people do not really look at ads. No. They go, hey, have you done this before? Where do you go? That's how they ask. They don't look online and go, "Okay, that's. I guess I'll go there. They have three stars, but I don't know anybody who's ever done it. But okay, right. you know, there's some people who will do that. Right. But generally, they ask, and you've it's heard, through referrals. you have heard about it from a friend or yeah. a coworker, or you know, like in with mine,
1: um, you see what I've done. Correct. So it's you know like. A friend's like, oh, my God, your nails are so cool. Like, where'd you get those done? So then I'm being referred right? because they are, you know, seeing the end product. Correct. So that was a motorcycle.
0: Yes, it was. Dang. Well, at least it wasn't a fire truck today.
1: That's true. Oh. It's a little slower on Sundays. It is. It
0: <laughs> is. It's a little slower in the shop today, too, which is kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. It's just you and I. Just you and me. And um, all of you.
1: So, well, so let's talk a little bit about, like, why you and I decided to do, to do something in the beauty business. Yeah. Um, so, like, for me, I'll, like, I'll tell you, I'll just tell a little story. Perfect. So, everyone snuggle in. So, (laughs) so, um, I was 28. I had my first child. He was two. And, um... I was working at a bookstore, and I had just taken over as the interim manager from the manager, you know, because she had just had a baby, blah, blah. So uh, I'm working, and she decided not to come back to work, and I'm making $10 an hour. And so the district manager comes to me and offers me the job of manager. So I'm like, well, how much would I get paid and she's like, oh, well, you know, it's between, like, twenty eight and $32,000 a year. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, yes, I'm married. My husband has a great job. But I would also like to contribute. And so I'm thinking to myself, I seriously have to manage people, work 60 hours a week, deal with people's crap for, like, seven dollars an hour no I was like I'm not doing that and so I went home and I talked to my husband and I was just like this is this is what they want to pay me and he's like that's ridiculous I'm like I know and he's like well you've talked about beauty school before he's like why don't you do that and I was like well you know because I'm making money like I was like that was my thought but I have a job where I make money Right. I don't, I have to, I'm like 28. I'm like, I have to go back to school and not make money and then start over. And like, and it's, there's no, there's no fixed outcome. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make a lot of money. I was like, ah, well, and he's like, no, go do it. He's like, I think you'd be really good at it. And he's like, and you talk about it all the time. And I'm like, okay. So I took his, his advice and I, I went did a little bit of research. We live in a very small town. There's only two beauty schools. And so I basically just chose the one with the better reputation. Yep. And then um, I got into school, and I remember when I'm looking through the pamphlet, I was like, do I want to do all of cosmetology? Do I just want to, you know, do nails? Because, like, there's options. You can do, you know, just... Oh, that was... Not a motorcycle. No, that was, that was... Herbie. Herbie just drove by um so we he had a rough Saturday he, night he, though. <laughs> he did he's like <laughs> <clears throat> I'm trying to get all that smoke out as long as it's bad yeah, yeah.
0: um
1: but I remember looking at it going you know well would it be better if I just did the whole thing even though I there's only one thing I really want to do right and I had decided that first of all I don't like hair I hate it I think it's disgusting
0: and people cry a lot
1: yes if you scrub somebody's hair there's no fixing that.
0: I can't handle that emotionally.
1: No. No. I can't fix, you know, like you cut somebody's hair too short, you can't glue that back on. Well, you could. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I mean, like.
0: It wouldn't can, look very good, <laughs> but you could. You could just,
1: like, pick it up off the floor and, you know, a little rubber cement. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, But, you know, and plus, like, hair gives you, I mean, like, hair for me, hair's just, it goes everywhere. Oh, that's how it's I felt. just bleh. Yeah. And then I was like. An esthetician, do I really want to deal with people's skin? Like, not really. And then I was like, do I want to see people's private parts? Nope. (laughs) That is not what I want to do. So I was like, and in, in order to get your full cosmetology license, you have to do all of those things. Right. And so I was like, you know, the only thing that I want to do is nails. I just want to work on people's fingernails and toenails. And I can handle, I can handle like doing your feet. But I don't, you know, like, I don't want to handle any other part of you. And so um, that, I, you know, so I was like, well, I'm just going to do that. Plus, you know, it was cheaper and I was only going to have to go to school for like two months. so right. That was also a bonus. Right. But I knew, like, that was my passion. I was just like, you know what, I can look down the road and know that I'm not ever going to want to do hair. Right. Like in 10, 20, 30 years, hair, like I will have never used that part of the cosmetology license. Right. And so why spend the money when I could just get the one license? Right. And they do say it makes you more marketable, but you're not more marketable if you suck at all the other stuff.
0: Right. And you're only really good at one thing.
1: And generally when you get your cosmetology license, you have a passion for one thing. And so you tend to go to a salon and you do one thing and you're you know the owner of the salon's like well but you have to do manicures you have to do pedicures you have to blah 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 and you suck at those right. and so then you have people in the salon who are like well that girl sucks at that so I'm not coming back right and that's not what you want you want to focus on what you're really good at where you're good at and the and what you have a passion for correct and so i was you know So that's kind of what got me into school. Like, you know, I was looking at being 28 and making $7 an hour. Uh, Yeah. Or I could start all over and figure out how to do, you know, this and make money at this. Right.
0: I think it's great because had you not got into school when you did, we wouldn't have met. I know. I know. Which is awesome. Yeah. Well. Let's see, how did I get into this industry? Well, I had moved, I was 25, living here in Casper, just kind of working, not really sure what I wanted to do. So I decided to, I packed up and moved to LA and went to um, makeup school, which was fun. It was three months. And I thought I was going to work on movies. It was going to be great. The rules for working on movies is not great. You have to do so much non-paid, and living in LA, you can't be non-paid.
1: Yeah, you need a job. Living anywhere, really.
0: Right, but the hours (laughs) they wanted you to work were sixteen hours a day. You had no time to do anything else. You can't do that unless you have someone making money and you know. And being not married at the time, and well, not married now. Um, Not married ever. Not married ever. Yeah. So I went to makeup school. I was going to try to stay out there. I actually ended up working at the makeup school in the office and then doing some of the assistant teaching. And I didn't really love it. And I just finally one day was like, nope, I'm done. And I just packed up two years later and moved home. And it was in September. And I remember I was like, I was getting my hair done. And my friend at the time who was doing my hair said she was opening a bigger spa. And if I would want to come work for her. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about going back and getting my, like, aesthetics license because I can't even do makeup in a salon in Wyoming without being licensed. She's like, well, I will hire you as my esthetician if you'll go get your license. I'm like, perfect. I only got my esthetician license so I could do makeup. Mm-hmm. I ended up starting school. I picked um, the same school Heidi picked because of their record of people passing boards. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the, the other, highest record, yeah. Yeah, the other school had... Mean, Much more of a fail rate. Yeah. And um, so we went, I did school. It was three months, got through school. And the biggest piece of advice I remember Connie gave a, me, at least, was she said, school is only to get you your license. Once you have your license, now it has opened all the doors for you to actually learn. Yeah, it's all up to you. After. And that has totally stuck with me. But luckily, when I got out of school, I had a job waiting for me. So I worked for my friend for about a year, which ended not great, like a lot of salons. When you leave, it doesn't always end great. (laughs) So I left and started working, renting a little space from another friend of mine who had bought a little salon, but she was never there when I was there. And I was just doing waxing because that's really all I could afford to do because buying your wax pots and everything isn't super expensive And having a space where she let me rent it for, like, 75 bucks a month was nothing. I was doing it part-time and waiting tables. So I did that for about a year. And then I was just kind of lost. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll go back to hair school. But I didn't want to do it here. So I moved to Cheyenne and was going to go to a school there. Got about two, three months into that and hated hair. Realized how much I hated doing hair. And I hated doing nails. Oh, my God. (laughs) I hated them. I was... Oh, it was so horrible. I was ugh, oh, about man. feet and touching people's feet okay. and the no, don't want any part in that. If I had a dollar. Yeah, I was like, ugh, <laughs> nope. So I quit school, but I stayed in Cheyenne because I had to finish out my lease. Came back here and ended up working in another salon um, and just renting a space, doing that part time. And I was there for a few years, but then I ended up having my daughter. In between all of that and then Heidi came to me one day and said you know let's just go into business together so we got a space together and I had just continued waxing because it kind of just fit in all of my other schedules and I didn't love doing facials we also had a lot of medical spas open here at the same time yes. as I went out. That was like huge. It was huge. So no one would get facials from an esthetician unless you worked at a medical spa, right? Because they weren't the same. So or I they said, you know, wanted what? microdermabrasion, yeah, all right. or something. And I said, forget it. I'm not doing those because I don't like doing those either. I really enjoyed this pace of waxing. Right. Plus, I got to meet a lot of really great people. Plus, I can get people in and out in about 15 minutes, so that. Helps them with their day. And the amount of
1: money you can make in 15 minutes waxing. But
0: it has taken me a long time to get to where I can do it in 15 minutes. But the biggest thing is people don't come back just because I take 15 minutes. They come back because I make them feel very comfortable. Because for me, waxing was more about doing something for men and women to make their life more convenient. To make sure that someone could do it right so that they would continue waxing even through the years and um well you take away the fear I do you have to and so I've just really found that that was my niche in being an esthetician but there's so much you can do right but I chose to learn about just that and and I do know a lot about skin. I have continued on that because people ask all the time. Well, and you sell skincare like crazy. I do, and people ask me to help them with their skin all the time. So, well, what's
1: interesting is like, like I've noticed watching you is, you know, the your client comes in and they sit down, and if you notice that there's anything wrong with their skin at all, you're like, so what's going on with right. your face?
0: Well, and that's where a lot of people like to get into – they'll be like, well, I'm just a waxer. I don't sell skincare. I don't – you're still an esthetician. Your job is still to make your client feel comfortable. And if that's asking them what's going on with their life that they broke out so bad and they're like, oh, I've been sick. I've been on this. Or I think I have, you know, a gluten allergy. Well, okay, well, maybe you should get to a doctor, have that checked out because that is what's happening. And they're like, just the amount of relief. Well, hair grows on skin. Yeah.
1: So, like – You know, even if you're having a weird reaction to being waxed or it's the first time and you're really sensitive or like there are creams there. You should be, you know, also educated in the things that will help because you're in, you know, like what skin's the largest organ on the body, you know. And
0: people seem to forget that it's an organ. It's an organ. But we also seem to forget that our clients are at their most vulnerable state when they're laying in a room naked and you're ripping hair out of their body. Yeah. So you have to learn what you don't learn in school. You have to learn to educate and make people feel comfortable and let them know that they are in control of the situation, but that you're confident in what you do. And you can't be any of those things if you do not continue your education. You just pop out of beauty school and you think you know everything.
1: Yeah. It's not It's not going to work
0: for you. It won't work in any field no. ever. But it won't – it really won't work in the beauty industry because you're going to get people who are veterans in the beauty field who aren't going to put up with your shit. No, they're not. No. You're done. You're out. Now you've lost someone amazing to work for, to work with, to learn from because you chose to block any further education.
1: Yeah. And it's just not okay. And. And it's not but that's not the best thing for your clients as
0: well. Well and that's you the mean, big thing is without clients. Yeah, eventually
1: you, if you're not if you're not self educating right. eventually you're stuck and right. you don't learn the new things and they come in and they're like, Oh hey, I saw this thing on Instagram or Pinterest or wherever. Right. And and I'd really like you to do that for me. And, like, you really want to have to look at your client be like, uh, yeah, I
0: don't do new stuff. Yeah, I chose to not learn past 1984. So right. I don't know any of that. No. no.
1: That, you know, I, and part of educating yourself, doing the self-education while you're working, helps you from burning out. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, because you didn't. You don't want to just live with what you learned in school and maybe the year after you got out of school. Well, it's I mean, an ever-changing field.
1: Well, and I think that people understand you learn every day, whether you're aware of it or not. Correct. And so, if you know, if you're gonna, if you know you're learning every day anyway, why don't you learn something you can put to use?
0: Correct. Absolutely. Like just to
1: use it. Like you know, and it doesn't matter. Like there are no classes where we live.
0: No, but like I said, there are a lot of webinars. A lot of them are even free. Yes. There are a lot of uh, beauty lines, both nails, skin, hair, everything that offer free webinars, that offer free education. So if you don't take advantage of that, you're just killing your own career. Yeah. So throughout the rest of this podcast, in each episode, we really hope to bring you the information you need from picking the right school right. to doing school correctly to what you do when you get out. what, How do you decide if you're going to work for someone? Then you go work for someone. How do you decide if you're going to work for yourself? There's a lot more that goes into it. And we're going to go really in depth in that portion of it. Right. Because in most towns, small towns, like the, we live in Casper, Wyoming, there are maybe two, I think there are two commission salons. Two or three. Two or three. There's not very many, and they can't employ everybody who comes out of beauty school. So when you come out, you are now a business, which cosmetology school teaches you how to pass boards. They do not teach you. It is not their job. No, they don't teach you how to be good. Well, and they don't teach you how to run, be a business. No, That's no. not their job. It's Some not. of them no. will. Not, in, I don't know of... Very many in the United States, there's a couple, but you do pay for it, like going to a business school. Right. Or if you do go to one of the community colleges and do a two-year program.
1: I still don't think that they do business.
0: They do a little bit. Do they? They do a little bit more. Okay. They just don't do it to the level that really we will be extracting the information so that you can put it to use immediately. Right. And not have to go through a whole four-year program to get a business degree to learn how to do your tax or you know with taxes and insurance and well buying product buying product product and your budgeting Mm -hmm. so we'll be going through all of that so just stick with us and we hope you learn a little bit yeah and we'll see you next time